welcome back to the Sweaters Club, guys. As always, I'm your host, Mikey Moore. Tonight, we're joined by Ryan and Dean from one of the hardest working bands in the alternative scene, Excuse for an Exit. These guys are definitely on the upward trajectory after dropping a bunch of well-received singles, including the recently released Your Villain, which shows the band moving into some new sonic territory. We talked to the guys about their recent accomplishments, the fun they had shooting the Your Villain clip, and hear a bit more about the new track Be Mine or Don't, which is set to be dropped on July 27th. Listen in. Okay, welcome back to the Sweaters Club, guys. I'm stoked to be welcoming in Ryan and Dean from Excuse for an Exit for their uh, second stint on the Sweaters Club. Uh, one more and we've got to call it Tokyo Drift, right? Um, <laughs> too fast. Too fast. Too accurate. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, the last time we, we spoke was... Uh, I think it was in the, it was in the lead up to the very last event I ran through the website, and it was with Vermont's Ultraviolet, Disillusioned, and All Regards. And um, yeah, what a gig that was! That was such a fun night. Um, how have you guys been since then? Yeah, man, super good. I mean, just keeping busy, and that was a rad night. Um, mm. gonna do more of those. I don't, I don't know when the last time I saw Last Chance was too. Actually, on that note, I'm sure I've seen a few gigs there since, but I don't know if we've played there since. I mean, it's no secret you guys have been super busy. Um, you've released the uh, the single "Your Villain," uh, which is an absolute bop, and I, I would probably stick it in my like pantheon of excuse for an exit tracks. So, uh, how how have you guys felt about the response? Sure, yeah, no, it's um, it's been good. Like, yeah, a lot of people have been sort of saying similar sort of things. Like, um, you know, very positive results from everyone. Everyone's saying it's um, you know, it's like a bit of a not a fresh new direction, but just like a bit of a like newer kind of updated sound and sort of like um, definitely a bit of a step up, like a lot of people have been saying. So, yeah, it's been good. Like, yeah, we were sort of pretty excited about it too. Like um, when we were working it in the studio and getting the pre-production everything down, I think we all had a pretty good feeling about it and thought, you know, like it's definitely um, step and step forward and, and um, yeah, it's good to sort of see that the, you know, the reaction from everyone else has been sort of, Pretty similar too, so no, it's been good. Hmm. How are you feeling about it, Ryan? Yeah, man, pretty much all that. It's been pretty bloody rad to have people, you know, feeling good about it. And yeah, as Dean said, it was nice to, um, as a good first release for our most recent stint in the studio. We've got a couple up, couple more up our sleeve yet, but it was definitely a good representation of that, I guess, new, semi newer sonic direction. Obviously, there's still a lot of familiar elements in there, but. We were all very much excited to finally get it out there. Yeah, I think um, what the the first thing I thought when I was listening to the song is it's got like it's it's a very poppy song, but it's also got this massive swagger about it. Like especially in um, Adele's vocals, um, it just all sounds like super confident. You all seem you know so sure of yourselves and what you're doing, and and yeah, it just really translates to a, a really awesome track. Yeah, see, I know that. Um, I mean, I can't speak for Adele so much, but I know that. I think the recording for it was a bit different than in the past where it's very much like get the most perfect take in the can, not that they're not at all perfect takes, but um, the producer we worked with this time was more about just getting it to sound right, like personality and like character was sort of more on the forefront than, you know, absolutely, you know, Christina Aguilera-ing it and getting these awesome vocal runs going. It was more like, no, get the character and flair right. Those are the better takes, which really resonates with me and I'm super stoked that that translates on the track too. 
Yeah, for sure. Who did you end up uh, recording it with? This was with Chris Lalek of Wind Waker. Ooh, nice. Good choice. Yeah, I, th- I think you guys have really like made your way through like all like the best producers in Melbourne. I know, I think for the EP, you worked with Loud Noise Estate. Um, then you worked with Chris Vernon and uh, and now Chris Lilac. I think you've, um, you know, you're knocking down all the dominoes, the, the best producers. Yeah, dude. It's cool to work with different people. I mean, not that we didn't mesh with everyone previously. It's just more about like, you know, dipping your toes in these other pools, I guess. I really like learning as much as I can from other people. So obviously the more experience and, you know, touch points you have with more people and their different perspectives, the more you can sort of take on and and grow, I hope too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, every producer we've worked with, we sort of, you know, we've all individually learned something along the way through all the different producers and like, you know, collectively as a band too, I sort of, I feel like our sound kind of, you know, not sort of change it, but just sort of like more, evolves like you know i guess as the older we get and the more producers we work with so it's you know i sort of feel like you know working with you know the most amount of different people as we can it sort of definitely helps us in our progression and get a good sound and everything so yeah i think we've been pretty lucky as well to work with you know just the level of um producers like they're all top tier they all grab what they do um so yeah it's been been a good experience yeah for sure and uh, the music video, um, I was watching it before we started the show, and what a hilarious clip. I mean, it's got a, it's got a great story. It's really funny. You guys get to flex some uh, acting chops. Um, how did you guys come up with the, the idea? And um, obviously the courtroom scene is my favourite. Um, how, how was it putting that all together? Oh, man, I don't even know, Dean. If you've got a cohesive response, I'm, I can't even, my brain scrambled even trying to recall planning that. Yeah, well, I think um, it mainly started with Adele's idea. She sort of, um, you know, the vibe she got of the song and, you know, sort of like a, she put all the lyrics down and the general theme of the lyrics was, you know, being a bit of a villain in your story, you know, kind of taking the blame and that. So she's she had the idea of the courtroom scene of being on trial for something sort of nefarious and, um, you know, basically just playing up and being a bit of a belligerent, you know, plaintiff and all that sort of stuff and, um yeah, like we had a chat to Stokesy about that idea and, you know, like John Stokes, who, you know, who produced that video clip and the new one that we got coming out shortly, um, super creative dude, like really good vision, really good organisational skills. And we sort of, like between those two, they kind of wrote out like a storyboard and um, it sort of looked, it looked like a pretty daunting sort of task, like when it's all written down on paper, but um, yeah, very professional dude, very good work ethic. And we sort of got there and just, you know, it was a big day doing the whole thing, but yeah, I mean, smashed it out and the result's really good. So, yeah, I think between Adele and John Stokes, they came up with a pretty cool concept and, uh, yeah, really good really good result. If I'm not mistaken, I think also Lee was very much like feeling the running theme, like she had a point of reference for this other video where she wanted. Like the, the music, I guess, like the, the audio part of it, I guess, really inspired like this theme of running and running away or running with the 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 person in the frame so that's what it helped tie it all together too which is you know helped drive the narrative and was a bit of fun but yeah i remember specifically she had like this i don't know she was just really keen on this running idea i was like all right so between like running and then adele's courtroom and stokesy being the bad genius he is yeah it all worked out quite well and it wasn't massive hence my brain not remembering much Well, I think one of my favorite parts of the clip is is you all sort of have very unique and important roles in the clip. 
how how do you cast something like that? Like, do you sort of like have an idea in the band of like what your acting strengths are? Like, how does that work? Acting strengths. You're <laughs> um. <laughs> well, look, I've seen a lot worse in music videos. Trust me. I thought it was pretty good. Know, um, no, I'm not, not, I don't know. I don't know that you've seen worse because I'm super proud of it. I don't know if you've seen worse acting. Um, no, it, <laughs> it was, I don't know. I don't know how we got the roles we got. I think obviously Adele being the protagonist slash antagonist makes sense. I can't remember how I got roped into getting hit by the car and being the, the victim. Um, shit, I don't know, man. I, I, I know like as far as like pulling the acting and stuff goes, like, I just watch a bunch of, like, Don Broco music videos and they sort of don't take themselves too seriously and do all these overdramatic sort of facial expressions and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. But then on the day, too, I was just having a lot of fun with it and I was, like, trying to play the character more serious until it got, like, courtroom and tried to make a bit of a distinction between the two different days, even though it was all shot on the same day. But I don't know how we got the bits we got, like, Dean being the lawyer and leaving the cop, I think we just needed people to fill those shoes and I don't know. Yeah. How, how did you feel being the lawyer, Dean? Yeah, pretty pretty um, out of my element. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, speaking of which, Coach being a judge is very out of his element too. He kept saying, this is the one time I'm on this side of the stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I that was my next question. Um, obviously... Coach, a massive cult figure within the scene. Um, having him as the cameo, that, um, as the judge, was uh, a lot of fun too. Um, was that something you always had in mind for him, or was that something that came on later in the process? Or yeah, I think um, Stokesy mentioned it once, and all yeah, of us were like, "That is perfect. We need to do that. Like, we yeah. have to make that happen." And um, yeah, we sort of again, we just sort of mentioned the coach, and he's like, "I'm in. Perfect. Sounds good." And like, "Hey, the stars aligned. Let's do it." Yeah, he's so down, which is awesome. He's just such a sweetheart and so nice to us all the time. It's cool that he even had time to come down, to be honest. It was like yeah. a bit out of his day, but no, it was such a good get. I'm also happy to have him. Yeah, I just remember Stokely being like, it'd be cool if we get Coach as the judge. And then the chat was just like, oh, my God, we have to have Coach as the judge. <laughs> like like in, suddenly like integral or integral to the clip being any good was like Coach has to be the judge. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, outside of his own band, had he ever been like an extra in a music video or something like that? I have no idea. I'm not so sure. I mean, you'd think so, but maybe not. Need to get like an IMDb page for him or something. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's going to have another credit very shortly. We, we may or may not have had too much fun with him last time. Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, that was a- a little clip in our stories the other day that gives gives a bit away, but it was yeah, it was it was a fun shoot day as well. Mm. But you won't have to wait too long to see all of that anyway. Mm. Yeah, well, um, I mean, you mentioned it was all shot in a single day, right? Is that what you mentioned before? Mm. Yeah, your villain was yeah, yeah. So in terms of because obviously there's like a lot of narrative narrative and stuff like that. Did you have to rehearse a lot beforehand or was it all sort of just like in the heat of the moment, cameras on, let's go? Yeah, heat yeah. of the moment in Stokesy's direction. It was very much like, oh, that's not right. I, I don't even Honestly, I think it's a good thing that we sort of all were managed, managed to wing it pretty well. Because I remember Stokesy being like, you guys don't need a lot of direction. This is great. 
we're making good time. And I just think in a room, we're like, shit, if we weren't making good time, it was such, again, such a chocolate day. Like, <laughs> we ended up having getting like an hour back in our day, like by the end of it from the time we made, which is awesome. But yeah, we definitely pulled that out of our ass, I think, as far as <laughs> no, no rehearsals. Dan, you dusted off your suit. I found, <laughs> I got my like an old suit jacket and yeah, just came <laughs> in and figured it out. Yeah. And uh, please tell me, the one thing I know I noticed at the end, Adele sprays, uses spray paint to spray on a car, and I'm thinking, surely that's got to be washable? I don't know. Hey, was that a permanent thing and someone's now driving around with uh, your villain sprayed on their car? Or Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, sure. It was, it was a bit of a late addition, but, um, yeah, I mean, we got like some great friends of the band and, you know, Tammy being the one with the car and she said, Hey, I'm, you know, this would be a cool idea. Why don't we spray paint my car? And we're like, are you sure? <laughs> it would have been so really? easy to make it non-permanent, man. But like Tammy's just wearing it like a badge of honor. She's still <laughs> down the side of her car, which is, you know, that's rad. She takes pride in it. That's cool by us. I'd, I'd be like, I don't know, man. I don't want people to think I've been up to mischief all the time. We might have just gotten out of like a bad relationship or something. But yeah. no, it's awesome. Yeah. So, so there wasn't any like um, panic or anything after it had been sprayed. She realized what a, a big mistake she'd made. She, she's still fine with it. No, I think she just doubled down and said, "This is the coolest thing." And <laughs> she had a bunch. I, I remember, like, she keeps us updated. She got, she has like. I think the week of someone like came and left a letter on our door being like, someone's vandalized your car. I've just noticed it today. Like, like yeah. I, I mean, it's funny. Cause yeah, like I know where she's from and sometimes seeing message boards. It's like, like I've seen people, like I've seen someone posted in like, you know, those like, not a buy swap sell page, but like a community group. Oh, I've like those someone, neighborhood watch things. Yeah. I've seen someone yeah. like posted it being like, seen this car driving around, like, <laughs> But no, it's great. Yeah, little do they know uh, she's driving around a piece of uh, music history, you know. That's it. We've got to just like spray our link tree on a car or something because it's just free advertising. <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit of a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, well, I mean, working with John Stokes, and we didn't mention this before, but John Stokes also sings for Drastic Park, another big band in the Melbourne scene. Um, if I mean, filming a, a film clip, a funny film clip with an extremely funny guy naturally would have been a match made in heaven. Um, you mentioned he was like really fun and easy to work with. Um, but was it like sort of like hard to get anything done as well? Cause he's such a jokester. No, not really. Like he's kind of like a really good, like middle ground between really easy to get along with really good work ethic, like mm. really kind of loose and free yet has a good, like um, kind of schedule. Mm. And again, like, you know, super cool dude. Like, we all get along with him really well. So, like, it made the day a lot easier. So, it wasn't like there's was no clashing of heads. There wasn't really any, like, no one was really getting anyone's way. Everyone was sort of there to help out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think personality-wise, like, clicked really well. And, um, yeah, it wasn't really, yeah, we weren't really, um, what's the word, like, well, it wasn't a stressful day. It wasn't like we felt like we are running out of time. It all just sort of went really smoothly. Yeah, he was yep. so well prepared too. Like he made sure that we, we had a couple of calls leading up and planned it out. He got like a run sheet or like itinerary for the day, everything that was needed and where we'd be and when. So definitely, um, you know, 
more professional than we've sort of run, won stuff together in the past if it had been by ourselves or whatnot. Or, but it was definitely more difficult than a one-location shoot too. So thankfully he is, yeah, very much all over us. Yeah. And the actual courtroom scene, where, where is that actually filmed? Was that in a real courtroom or is that something that was sort of not built for purpose, but something you sort of like retrofitted to make look like a courtroom or? No, it was a yeah, courtroom. Was... I can't remember where it was. Um... It was the Chelsea Courthouse, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So down... What's your Cheltenham? No. Nah. Oh, sure oh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's just past Cheltenham, I think, because yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, like southeastern suburbs near the bay, like on the bay, pretty much. Um, yeah, because I mean, it's thought that, right? We just found like spaces that we could get into, and found that one for rent relatively cheap. Yeah, because when Adele originally had the idea of the courthouse, like I'm pretty sure it was me that said, "Oh, that's kind of silly. Like to rent out a courthouse will cost like thousands of dollars. Like there's no chance we'll do that." And then Stokes mm-hmm. hit back and said, "Um, it's actually very reasonable, reasonably priced for six hours." I'm like, hmm. "Oh, let's go then." Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I guess they they can't be like holding trials in there all day every day. So I guess when they're not in there doing that, they're doing music videos, right? Yeah, that's. It. I don't know if it's like if they don't use it anymore at all, or if it's just like a heritage space, or like mm. yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know again, like, like not for use anymore. But I don't know. Hmm. At the same time, when they got given the keys and stuff, they're like, yeah. So this is where they walk the prisoners or the people on trial like this is like back, <laughs> this back area and this is the, the way they go so they're safe and I'm like, no, that's interesting <laughs> that's awesome well um i mean it, it, you mentioned it before um you you mentioned that the song is actually you know quite quite actually dark with its subject matter and you're, you're balancing it with this sort of light-hearted film clip um is it is it kind of hard balancing those two things when making a video clip I don't know. I don't know if they need to like necessarily accurately reflect the the. I mean, it's still very much adjacent to the to the song. I don't even know how. I mean, it goes to show how much I know about the lyrics. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know how dark the narrative would be if like like obviously if we chose to accent that with a darker video, that would have been fine. But I don't know. I think the goofier elements still still adjacent enough to the story and isn't like isn't too contrasting that that it doesn't feel right. Never really thought about it, though, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have a fair bit of experience behind the camera now. I think you guys have done, uh, I'm struggling it. How many music videos have you done now? We've done one, two, three, four. So your villain was the fourth professional one. And then, yeah, so we got a fifth coming out in the future, the new future. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I I thought this would be a fun question, but you, you have a bit of experience behind the uh, in front of the camera now. Would Excuse ever do sort of like a um, Tenacious D, Pick of Destiny sort of uh, music movie? Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> That'd be cool if someone's got a script, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a lot of work, though, to be honest, considering how hard it was to do a three-and-a-half-minute music video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hour yeah. and 20 minutes, yeah. So you just got to do that, like, 60 times to, to make, like, a feature-length movie, so it doesn't yeah. seem that hard. I mean, you got to write, like, an album or two out of, like, 
I imagine, yeah, very pick of destiny. You've got songs interlaced through it as well. It's rough, man. But it would be super cool. I really had a great time doing the whole, like, I guess, quote unquote, acting thing. Like, it was really super fun for me to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if anyone needs someone to pull beefy faces as an extra or in music videos or in pick of destiny length, full lengths, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'm in. Oh, you've got, you've got my. My my reference now, my IMDB is a whole one music video. <laughs> Perfect. Good answer. Well, um, you guys don't like slowing down at all, um, you know, with what you guys are doing. Um, you have a brand new single coming out on the 27th of July uh, called Be Mine or Don't. Um, tell me a bit about the track. Ooh, Dean, would you like to feel this one? Yeah, sure. Um, so this one's probably a bit more of a sexy vibe. Um, Sexier than Coach in the barrister outfit or, or judge outfit? I uh, it's a close, it's pretty sexy. It's a pretty close call there. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's like it's pretty you know, similar vibe to your villain as well. Like, you know, with, with the same producer, Chris Salek, as well. Um, uh, I guess like it's sort of more about um, like a lustful sort of kind of song, like sort of longing for someone else. Um, you know, I sort of feel like Adele's probably got more the, the deeper meanings to the song in that. But um, I mean, sort of musically, I feel like it's a little bit more heavier, a little bit more rockier. It's got like um, got a guitar solo in it. Um nice got some more sort of like diverse kind of heavy elements to it too which is really cool um like it's got both right like i wouldn't yeah. even think that it's like heavier as much but you're totally right the heavier stuff is heavier but then it's also got like more like pop fusion dance fusion like dance influences like there's more like electronic elements going on not overtly like still tastefully imo but it's um mm. Definitely different. Like not different. It's different than your villain, and it's definitely still very much us. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit like more, a bit more diverse. It's got yeah. layers. It does have layers. It's like an onion, like a sexy yeah. yet sinister onion. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good pitch. <laughs> exactly. I think this was the one where, like, because um, we recorded three songs with um, Chris earlier this year. I feel like this is the song where all all four of us were like. Damn, this song's really cool. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it was sort of the one that we all sort of like picked our ears up. Like, wow, this is like actually really, like, it's really catchy, really drivey. As I said it's got different elements. It's got some heavier parts, got some solos, some sexy dance parts. Like, yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a journey, which you thinks, you know, it's nice. Mm. Super excited to get it out. Your villain was a good, um, hopefully, get a few people on the hook slash get a few people's ears pricked up, and then hopefully, be mine can um can really land him. Yeah, for sure. I, I wanted to ask this as well because I know the um, – I saw sort of a lot of bands these days sort of release things in singles now. Um, there's less focus on EPs and albums, but it still seems like you guys will record a handful of songs. You've got to come up with the, the music videos and they all have to be their own separate thing. So in, in a way, that that seems like it's it's almost harder to do that than to just like drop an EP and a couple of music videos um, how, how do you feel about doing it in that way? And Because, I mean, there'd probably be a lot of planning going into what song comes first, what song comes second, what should the music video be like. Um, how, how do you feel about, like, the release cadence of doing singles and having to put so much 
emphasis on each of the songs. Well, you're giving every song legs to stand on, in my opinion, doing that too. Like, yeah, it's a lot of effort and planning required, but you're also not guaranteeing, but I guess you're you're less subject to songs falling by the wayside, you know? Like, mm. it's just crap, I guess. When, you know, if, you, if you're bundling songs up for an EP release and, you know, maybe you've released two singles already and then a third one with the EP on a five-track, well, that's three songs that are sort of getting a lot of love and two songs that aren't. So you're sort of innately going to shoot yourself in the foot or like half your audience if you're not giving it as much, you know, as much funding or as much time and resources as you have the others. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all time planning and effort, man. It's just, um, and, and yeah, it is difficult sometimes to do three songs, have them in the can and wait and sit on them. But you are giving them the... I guess the, the legs they deserve, you know, or, or at least that you feel is more rightful than if you had have just gone, okay, here's three songs and everyone loves one of them, sort of doesn't listen to the other two. Yeah. And I think as well, like, um, you know, like that whole sort of thing of like recording a few songs and, you know, sort of releasing them after a certain amount of time, I sort of feel like, you know, if we sort of release them all at once, then it's like, oh, we don't really have anything to release for another 12, 18 months sort of thing, you know? Mm. So I feel like that's why it sort of, it keeps people engaged and, you know, it sort of feels like, you know, we're sort of not putting out more than what we're doing if we just dropped it all at once, but it's, you know, it sort of gives people time to, you know, listen to something, oh yeah, I like this one. And then, you know, once they sort of like, not start to move on, but, you know, you listen to a song for six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, and then you sort of think, oh, you know, it was cool. You start to listen to it less and less. And then, you know, if we bring another song out, it's like, oh, you know, excuse me, next to bring out a new song, this is cool. So definitely, like, helps engage people a bit more as well. Mm. Yeah, it's really good points. Well, um, you guys are headlining the brand spanking new. Uh, is it Bergy or Bergy Bandroom? I, I've, no one's pointed this out to me yet. I think Bergy. The Bergy Bandroom. Okay, confirmed. <laughs> You guys are headlining the Bergie Band Room on August 12th along with Bellwether and Evergreener. Um, how keen are you guys for the show and uh, what can we expect from the set? The most keen and hopefully <laughs> chaos. Um, yeah, so bloody keen, man. We have another headline in Yonks and having Sydney mates come down is going to be rad. Hopefully there's a bit of a turnout because, yeah, we're going we're gonna to make that room sweat regardless of capacity. So hopefully it's uh, – <laughs> The more people enjoying that sweat, the better. Oh, just yeah. bring coach out in that judge outfit. They'll sweat. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, got, yeah. We, we shouldn't have hired that. We should have bought it. We should just, yeah, have that, you know, that pocket at all times. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned that you haven't done a headliner in a while. Um, is there any nerves at all? I mean, you guys have been around the traps for a while now, so I would probably think it would almost be automatic now. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> Get the nerves out in rehearsals. Like it's there's always an element of nerves. You've just got to. It's all about perspective, in my mm. opinion. You've got to just like you got to use it. <laughs> you've got to take that energy, and you've got to. It's a good thing, you know. Like I don't know. I've heard so many analogies of people being like, "Yeah, if you weren't nervous, then you wouldn't be in the right, you know, in the doing the right thing in the right field or whatever." So nerves are natural. It's just about. It's about um, weaponizing them. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, last time we spoke, and this was something I wanted to point out because it was sort of a bit of a dark time for 
alternative history and I'm sure a very disappointing time for you guys um, hitting your stride with COVID happening and having to be locked down and, and being limited in what you could sort of put out and promote. Um, but yeah, I just, I just want to say, because you, you said, I, I listened back to our previous episode on the way home from work and I was listening to, uh, you mentioned your goals in that episode and you were just saying, oh, you know, we just like to um, fill out some rooms and uh, get out interstate. And, and it was sort of like nice to, to hear that. And, and then seeing how far you guys have come now, you're obviously smashing, you know, everything out of the park. So I, I just want to, you know, say congratulations to you guys. You, you know, you're one of the hardest working bands I know in the scene and yeah, you, you guys deserve all the, su- the success. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michael. Sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just nice to um to see a, a a band sort of seeing the fruits of their labor come through. So yeah, it's awesome. That is cool that we mentioned like wanting to get into state and stuff. Though, like, I've got to give that a listen now because that, that's sort of I don't know until you like reflect, like you don't sort of realize that you're kicking the goals that you do, that you laid out to do. That yeah, cool. yeah, you're bright eyed, bushy tailed, and um, yeah, it's. It's- I mean, I'm sure we're probably also saying some stupid shit, like, um, like <laughs> let, let's headline some festivals and, like, actually get on some of these bigger bills. But maybe that's still to come. Let's hope. Hopefully when we're talking to you in a year or two and you go, hey, you joked about playing festivals and now you're doing X, Y, Z, I'd be like, fuck, you're right. That's so cool. Um, we'll be joking about the uh, the Pick of Destiny movie, the excuse for an exit <laughs> one. That's what we'll be joking about. Let's put it out there. Yeah, oh, wouldn't it be so cool to open for Paramore? Oh, man, that'll never happen. Come on, universe. Yeah, never say never, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sweet. Well, just some some fun things, to, some fun questions to, to wrap it up. But um, we, we see Adele in the music video uh, for Your Villain getting into a bit of legal trouble. But um, realistically, who in the band is the most likely to spend a night behind bars? I think we're all pretty law-abiding people, but <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble, but maybe Lee. I would do it. <laughs> yeah, I would say Lee or even probably still Adele, but yeah, it's oh, funny that Lee was yeah. the cop. But Ironically Lee. playing the cop in the clip yeah. as well. Sadly, but yeah, probs. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll see if she listens to this and she pulls you up on this. It wouldn't be for like anything like that harms others unless it was like accidental, like I don't know, just letting off fireworks or doing something like like fun, fun recklessness that leads to either harm or is just like frowned upon. Things that are just illegal because people do stupid things with them, like fireworks. It'd definitely be in the name of fun. Yeah. Whoever it was. And it's probably something pyro related. I don't know. Now I'm making her sound like a. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, next question. If you could pick another local band to go out on a national run of shows with, who would it be and why? Damn. Not a local band. Um, How how large can we go with local? Like, I've sort of just got like Red Hook on the mind because I've been listening to them. Yeah, we can do Red Hook. They're quote unquote local. Um, I don't know. That would obviously be a, a massive, massively cool opportunity. But, you know, I mean, shit, man, so many good local bands around. I also love to just play a bunch of shows with Loose End. Just was talking about those guys at the um, the Future Static gig the other night. And also Future Static. 
shit, there's, so, there's everyone, so many mates, so many cool bands. Yeah, any of those, like Last Martyr, even a Swift Farewell, we've played with them a couple of times, they're super nice people. Um, True. Yeah, I know, we're kind of spoiled for choice, like there's so many good bands in the scene, like... Windway could be sick. <laughs> windy, windy Boys, are they even local anymore? They're more like national... Well, that's what I'm saying about Red Hook too, right? Like, they deservedly are, like, blowing up. They're definitely in the realms of playing much, much bigger shows and across many an ocean. Mm. Yeah, deservedly too. They're really good band live, really good band in general. And there's so many cool local bands. Yeah, good choices. Well, um, I mean, you guys have, since we last spoke, you you guys have released a lot of uh, new material but um i i hear a lot of growth from the ep to the new singles and it, it's awesome to to hear but has the writing process changed at all yeah a little bit especially this um the last round that we did with chris lalek it was um a lot more hands-on with our producer in the writing process um the last two producers we worked with we sort of come in with more or less fleshed out songs and then you know, producers come and we all collaborate and chop and change and as it is, but these three, we sort of like Chris was really involved in the actual writing process from the start. Yep. So it was, um, yeah, like a different sort of way that we've done it before. Um, I think the first day it sort of took us a little bit of time to kind of find our feet and get a good rhythm and flow. Um, but yeah, after the next couple of days, we sort of like found a good rhythm. We sort of worked each other out and then came up with a, you know, a couple of good songs. So yeah, it was a little mm. bit of a different process, but it was really good. Like, um, rather than sort of bringing ideas to, you know, like a jam room or bringing ideas into, you know, if we all collaborate, it's sort of like here in the moment on the spot, like, what are you feeling? Like, here's a riff, here's a melody, here's a hook. Like, let's just to sort of see what people come up with or what we all come up with. And, um, yeah, it was really good to – really good process, really sort of different creative process. And, um, yeah, I think it's worked really well. So mm-hmm. moving forward, I mean – if we're going to do something similar or maybe sort of do a bit of both worlds, we'll sort of see. But, um, yeah, no, yeah. it was a little bit different this time around, but I think it definitely brought out some good results. Mm. Yeah, super refreshing. And it's mm. mainly, like, catered to the, the fact that Chris is a wizard. Like, mm. he's very much very fast. Like, I don't think that you'd get away with – or you would, but it would be much more costly as far as producer's time goes, um, getting away with, like, doing so much in-house writing, like, very much with him who was, like – when when you're writing on the day, he was very much so fast at putting those ideas down. Like it's just like, oh, it's something like this. And he goes, and you'll give him five minutes. He's like, oh yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. And then five minutes later, it's like something like this, and he'll hit his space bar, and then we'll be like, yeah, exactly like that. Like how the <laughs> fuck did you do that? Yeah, that's correct. Thank you very much for like pulling that. For, like yeah, it just materializes your thoughts essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. It was very good, and yeah, it was slightly different to our usual. We still very much came to the place with. Um, I'm saying very much a lot. We still came in with hooks and and with some melodies, but sculpted much more with Chris. Hmm. Fantastic. Well, to wrap things up, I don't want to be greedy. Uh, we have the the new single, uh, B Minor, don't coming out. We've got the headline show on August 12th at the Bergie Bandroom. Um, <laughs> But what's on the horizon for excuse for an exit going forward? Um, 
I don't think we've got anything really set in stone for the rest of the year, but um, yeah, well, we we've definitely got a calendar got... with some dates, but there's um there's room to move for sure. Some top yeah, yeah. top secret stuff in the works. Well, yeah, a couple of shows and um yeah, maybe some more music to put out. I feel yeah, like that's sort do. of like our you know constant goal is. You know, looking forward at any time is, you know, we always want to write more songs, put out more songs, do more videos, play more shows, do more interstate things, do bigger shows, things like that. So, I mean, they're all the sort of goals we're going to try and work towards for the rest of this year and next year and hopefully beyond. Mm. Yeah, currently very much at capacity planning the single launch and whatnot, but there's plenty more on the pipeline. We just haven't really had much thoughts besides a couple of vague dates as it stands. Like we've got outlines for more music and potential more music videos and we've got a gig or two that we're chatting to some other people about and we're lining those up as well um but yeah there's some room definitely in the last quarter for hopefully some more exciting things to happen as well sort of cool as well to be putting music out there with a bit of time in your calendar because you know you're more open to opportunity right like fingers crossed people really dig this new one and we might have a few a few exciting emails come in. But, hey, man, if we don't, shit, we'll just book another headliner and invite some more mates over from interstate and do it all again. I don't know. Like, as you said, we're, we're busy, but we sort of like it. So we'll make sure that we remain busy regardless. Awesome. Yeah, might, might even have some, um, you know, more regional shows in the works coming up. Yeah, for sure. I think that was the last time we actually headlined was was it the Moe Hotel a couple of years ago? Yeah, if you're not including like a branded night, yeah. That'd be our mm. last headline and that was a year after the EP came out. And the EP came out what February twenty twenty. Is that when COVID like hit Australia? I pretty think much. so. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty much almost maybe that day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean <laughs> then I remember we played the headline a year later almost to the day and it was like cool the ep's been out a year but this is the first time we've been able to play it um mm. like we played we had gigs in between in between um lockdowns but that was like our our actual like quote unquote release show a year later and yeah that would have been our last headline um that would have been yeah feb 2021 damn yeah, well, yeah. so hopefully more of that Sounds fantastic. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us, guys. Um, for those who want to check out the new single, Be Mine or Don't, it comes out on July 27th. Um, I highly recommend uh, people checking out the Your Villain clip. Uh, it's it's hilarious. Um, these guys, are, you know, they're all fantastic actors and I'm looking forward to seeing more acting in the next clip as well. God bless awesome. you. Thanks very much, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks, Mikey. Not a problem, guys. And also make sure you get out to the headline show, the Berkey Band Room, August 12th with Bellwether and Evergreener. Are tickets available online? Am I right? Yeah, I think it's Oztix. Stop the event. It's on Facebook. There's a link there. Otherwise, Google is your friend. Sounds fantastic. All right. Well, uh, we'll let you go. And, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to talking to you guys, I guess, in another year and a half. And we'll we'll see how much things have changed. Might be on tour with Red Hook. We'll see. Awesome guys, thank you very much. Thanks,